Have you heard of Anchor? It's free and it's so easy. If I can figure it out, pretty much anyone can. Create your own podcast from your phone or any device and they will distribute it across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms on your behalf without you having to do a thing. You can also make money without any minimum listenership or any required audience. Anchor is super easy to use, and all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your own podcast today. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast with Diana Crash, founder of Good Vibes Marketing. Good Vibes Marketing provides organic content and marketing solutions to the cannabis space. And this is Leah, co-founder of BakeSmart. Our can of cows are the first edible safety designs for cannabis-infused foods. Anyone from your child to your grandmother will understand when a food is medicated as long as it's marked with our edible green crosses. So, Leah, how are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. I've, I've been better. <laughs> yeah. And if I sound like crap, it's because I I feel like crap. <laughs> no sleep. Oh God. I, I no do not envy that. Of this cold that I'm not ever getting over, apparently. So forgive my the sound of my voice right now. I probably sound like um I don't even know. Um, anyway, so let's get on to more positive things. <laughs> I'm going to start with my favorite thing. Um, my favorite thing right now is Mary's Medicinals Transdermal Compound because uh, we can't stop talking about Mary's Medicinals. It's an amazing line of products. It's an amazing like, company. I love it Mary's really Medicinals. Is. I also love their Muscle Freeze. I'm going to put that out there because they're both amazing. Um, it's their their compound is a hundred milligrams blend of THC and CBD, so it's like a one to one ratio. Oh, nice! And it just like My it's, it, yeah, it absorbs really well, and it's like instant the relief. You know, it's just amazing. And there's no smell. It has a like no residue. It's just a very nice product, um, and I'm in love with it right now. So. Especially because I'm sore all the time from carrying around like twenty pound baby. Oh, so yeah. he's not twenty pounds yet, but <laughs> I remember it those feels days. Like it. Oh, and you get those cramps in the side because you're constantly right? like tripping your hips. <laughs> you're not old. You don't know I'm what old. old is. The, yes, they said it in their computer that I was like advanced maternal age like they're like she's old <laughs> is what the computer said she's old and I was like could you be a, a little bit nicer about that shit like you know at least cover it up when I come in the room jeez anyway so what's your favorite thing Leah <laughs> well my favorite thing is something that I'm really excited to share um, grown CBD chocolate. So grown is a chocolate manufacturer here yeah. in Oregon and we love grown. Uh, they opened up a CBD cafe and I think I mentioned this before, but mm -hmm. it's, um, in Southeast in Portland. And so if anyone comes to Portland, Oregon, or if you live in Portland, Oregon, be sure to go visit their CBD cafe. It is amazing. It's really nice inside. It's all wood, which I always like and very clean. 
mm-hmm. aesthetically pleasing, but um, they have hot chocolate, CBD hot chocolate, Ooh. which I love. So every time I go in there, I grab that. But they also sell a lot of their CBD products in their um, cafe. And nice. one of them that they that I just love, I, in fact, I was eating it before we started our show, is their caramel sauce. It is mm. hands down one of the best caramel sauces I've ever eaten. And then it has the added benefit of having CBD in it. So if I'm feeling all nice. stressed stressed out, I go and get a big tablespoon of my caramel sauce. Mm-hmm. Suck it down. So yeah, love it. So that's mine. And so if you if anyone on the show that's listening wants to uh purchase the caramel sauce and then she also has tinctures and balms and face masks but and then her chocolates. It's um grown G R O N like Nancy C B D dot com. Grown C B D dot com. So I highly recommend it. I'm so excited that we have a cafe here. We're very blessed in Oregon. Yeah, very you blessed. are. I yes. should have said that we could also find Mary's Medicinals um, at marysmedicinals.com. <laughs> oh, Mary's Medicinals. We just love them. Oh, oh gosh. They're the best no. company. I really would like to get someone from there on the show and just. I've been trying. I've been I trying. Um, we both have. So we, if we anyone knows trying. how to contact. Yeah. <laughs> Tell any... them how much we love them. Yeah. Put that out there. Um, so let's talk about what we're talking about today. Let's do it. <laughs> let's get to it. Uh, you can go ahead and start, Leah, with what we're talking about. I can? <laughs> okay. That's so generous of you. Oh, my gosh. I love you. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk about the topic of our show is unexpected positives of being a canapreneur. And the first one we're going to talk about is finding allies in unlikely places. Because we all come into this space from different backgrounds, it's really wonderful because you have already a really solid network that can help you. Like for instance, for me um, with my Bake Smart business, I used to work with attorneys. I used to be a legal mm-hmm. assistant and an executive assistant. And so it's really nice for me because all my legal questions, legal help that I need, I just tap into my network of attorneys. And, you know, a lot, a lot of them don't have cannabis experience, but that's okay because a lot of the questions I have are just general business. Well, I think so it's also, really wonderful. Yeah, I think also you have the people that you already know that you didn't realize were, you know, involved in this industry in one way or another. But you also have right. people that you never expected to get along in the first place, you know, um, because cannabis is one of the is the biggest icebreaker, I believe. I think it's a universal icebreaker um, because you don't really have to risk becoming inebriated right away, you know, or acting a fool. Like there's a lot of people that do it that don't talk about it. So um, which we'll talk about more later. But <laughs> there's there's people that you don't think about that you can use as as a support system, you know. Right. At least that's been my experience. I, it's like it, all these different corners of the world where I didn't think I would work with these type, not these types of people, but you know what I mean. Like certain groups, you're just like, there's no way that would ever happen, but it does in cannabis. Well, I think that because of the legalization and because it's becoming more of a global situation with Canada going legal, that it's easier to talk about it now. And people aren't as surprised anymore when you say, hey, I work in the cannabis industry. They're actually more intrigued 
by it. And so Mm -hmm. that's really helped to open up some doors for us. And then also CBD. CBD is the great um, uniter because even if people aren't sure about THC, CBD, everybody wants to know about and everybody wants to try. So I think that Mm -hmm. we are really lucky in how um, the cannabis space is evolving, that it's becoming easier and easier to connect and network and talk about this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And the next positive, for me at least, is the biggest positive of all. (laughs) Um, As someone who changes their career path quite often, um, I think this one is the best thing because having a varied or colorful resume is actually a bonus in this industry. Because it's emerging and there's so much to learn and there's so many things that can open up and and there's so many aspects of it that are unknown still, having different types of experience in your life can, this is an industry where I find at least the the most common thread with talking to all these people and these different entrepreneurs is that they're able to marry all of their experience into one career now finally you know it's all culminated basically into this awesome career that they're finally feeling like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing with their life you know right so I think you can apply like I can apply my sales experience my writing my marketing my real estate like there's so many different things that I can use if I really wanted to with this new industry Right. And it's both professional and non-professional skills. So let's say, you know, you're an attorney, but you also love to bake and you decide you're going to start an edibles company. Well, your love of baking is going to help you with the the edible part. And then your, you know, legal background is going to help you navigate the business part of it. Um, There's a lot of different, I mean, it's, I know some of our guests on the show uh, today, just a lot of really varied background and then taking all of that expertise and putting it into um, something positive in the cannabis space. Absolutely. We have Wanda James, who is, I mean, pretty much we don't even, she needs no introduction really if you've been in this industry and for any length of time. But um, she's the founder of Simply Pure and she's an amazing person um, to listen to. She's, she has so much experience. Um, but to talk about her background, she has a military background and Mm -hmm. she unexpectedly got into this industry. And so her, she didn't really think about how that could translate, but then as you'll hear in the interview, she was able to, um, use that experience in a lot of positive ways. And so, uh, was our next guest, Rocky Bowles, who is the founder of Resonate Marketing. So she had a background in marketing for photography, like forking in the photography industry. And she found some surprising commonalities with this industry when she when she entered into it. So um, if that makes any sense. Is right. that even well, a word, pay- commonality? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I meant there. Um, <laughs> well, definitely. I mean, you can take, I mean, marketing is a great skill to have. You need that in every aspect of this industry. Mm-hmm. And then also photography. I mean, you, pictures, oh, that's content. especially I mean, in this day and age, so social media. Yeah, it is really important for all of us. I mean, content is what drives your business. Mm-hmm. Um 
So that's really wonderful. Yeah. And I'm really excited to hear these ladies. They both have so much to share. Really? I mean, it's just, it's an exciting episode. I mean, they all are. I just, I'm always blown away by right. um, the amazing women in this industry who are willing to come on to the show, just as a side note. Isn't yeah. that the truth? Oh gosh. Yeah. We've, we've been so blessed. I mean, we've got some great episodes coming up, but even our past episodes have had some really mm -hmm. wonderful women. Yeah. Um, if you haven't, that Check have done that a whole lot. Yeah, really, really inspirational. Seriously. It's like every time I, it's like, wow, that, that happened, you know? <laughs> when I was talking to Wanda, I geeked out just a little bit. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I know that feeling. It's <laughs> like, anyway, not to scare you off. Um, so. Right. Uh, so back to our points here. So do you want to take, take it away with the third and final yeah, so we we kind of already talked about this a little bit about um you already have a built-in network um and then because so many people secretly consume you find that a lot come out once more people talk mm -hmm. about it so again and we talk about this almost on every show talk about what you're doing get it out there share information share what you're doing and then tap into your network I mean it, I think that we, especially someone my age of 54, I have such a huge network of people mm -hmm. and you'd be surprised at how many people want to get into right. the industry. Yeah. They're like, Hey, I'm not doing it yet, but I, I'm really interested in, and how can I help you? And a lot of people want to help you because that helps them to touch the industry without really necessarily being a grow or a dispensary or a processor, um, you know, just one of those ancillary companies. So definitely tap into your network of who you know. And what Yeah, what you were saying just now about how people secretly consume and, and, and how we should talk about it, even in the secrecy, you have a built-in network because there are a lot of people who aren't able to be out all the way about their use, but they want to no more. And, and on that same note, um, there's a lot of people that I know personally who have consumed cannabis in the past and they don't really know anything about it, you know, and some of them have used it for something like right. 40 years and they know nothing about terpenes or, um, CBD and it, there's so much to learn so much. It's like, and I'm yeah. not even over-exaggerating. I'm not being, uh, in my opinion, hyperbolic, because I feel like this is really one of these exciting, the most exciting thing I've, I've been able to work with because there's so much to learn. It's, it's every, something new every oh. day. Well, and also it, what I love about this industry is that anybody can come in. It doesn't matter. Like I know that when I first started my business in 2015 here in Oregon, I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm coming in so late. There's so many like veterans. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is I was a vet, I'm a veteran three years in. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many industries can you say that about? Right. And even, even being a veteran now for all of us, mm -hmm. all of us who are in this industry now, there's so much ahead of us. Right. There's so much to learn. And so really getting into this business now, being a newbie, you're still in six months going to know so much right. more and you're going to already be seasoned. Oh, yeah. I, I think that that's, I love that about this industry. Wanda actually touched on that. She said how, um, because she received a Lifetime Achievement Award and she's been in this industry for a few years, but that's still not that long when you're getting a lifetime achievement award. But even in that short amount of time, uh, or several years, you know, I'm not exactly sure the amount, but she was able to accomplish a lot in that time. And she still continues to, but it's kind of funny to get something like that as an award when this industry is so new still. 
Yeah, I know. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) So anyway, um, so those are some really awesome things about being an entrepreneur or canapreneur. And uh, we're going to continue this discussion in our next episode. Um, Just yes, we are. Because we got stuff to say. Yes, we do. We have some We've more got stuff to say. <laughs> we have some more amazing <laughs> uh, guests coming up. So definitely check. Yeah, we do. Check out those. We are very blessed. We're so blessed. Check out those women. <laughs> we are so blessed. We are so blessed. Okay. <laughs> you keep saying that. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying it. <laughs> uh, hashtag blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed in the industry. Hashtag can't blessed. Anyway, if you would like to be on the show in the future, please do reach out to us. Um, we are always really excited to hear from you. And we also like to feature products um, and review them in any which way we can. So if you'd like to have products featured or reviewed, in our beauty segment or on our social media channels, you can reach out to us at your highness podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at your highness or I'm sorry, at highness podcast. And then our Instagram, Leah, do you have that? <laughs> it's your highness podcast. Okay. I didn't it's want to say that for highness sure. Podcast, I didn't have yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so follow us on there. But do follow us and leave us comments too, because we love to hear from everybody. We love to know what we want to know what you want to hear too. Like, we create these topics, but reach out. Right. Let us know Absolutely. what you want to hear. Tell us what you want, us, you want us to stop talk talking about. about you know, he, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And even. Even if you're not uh, someone who wants to be interviewed, maybe if there's someone you want to hear from, maybe if there's someone you want us to interview, reach out. Please do. Make a comment. All right. So until next time. Stay stay awesome. Until next time. (laughs) Stay blessed. Hashtag Canada blessed. Hashtag no. Bye. Bye. Our first guest is Wanda James. In 2009, Wanda and her husband, Scott Dura, were the first African-Americans legally licensed to own a dispensary, edible company, and cultivation facility. For over 10 years, Wanda has been focused on changing the political, social justice, and economic landscape of cannabis and the cannabis industry. Her political and entrepreneurial work on cannabis reform has led to her being named one of the 100 most influential people in cannabis by High Times Magazine in 2018. One of 2016 Cannabis Business Executive's 50 Most Important Women in the Cannabis Industry and has earned her a Lifetime Achievement Award at the 2017 Cannabis Business Awards for her role in the commercial rise of the plant. Her expertise on cannabis reform, regulation, and policy has assisted numerous municipalities, including Jamaica, Maryland, and California, in their legalization efforts. Politically, she has managed three congressional campaigns and was appointed to President Obama's 2018 National Finance Committee. So, Wanda, what led you to a career in cannabis? You know, it's <laughs> it's always an interesting question for me because... You know, obviously, during the time that I was growing up or was in college or even after college, actually before the last 10 years, the idea of, and I'm holding up air quotes, 
career mm-hmm. in cannabis mm-hmm. um, would have meant that I was a drug dealer. Right. I, I mean, it, it, you know, so I, I was on another interview and a young person who had just graduated had asked me, you know, and when you were in college, did you always dream about, you know, a career in cannabis? And I, I mean, no, you know, this is all brand new, right? And your um, background, especially, you have such a different background that yeah, yeah. Military officer to selling weed. You know, how did that happen? Right. Right. You know, um, it, cannabis has always been a part of my life. So I guess I've always been in the cannabis community. Um, growing up, I preferred cannabis to alcohol. Uh, I smoked my very first joint when I was about 16 years old. Um, and then through college at the University of Colorado, it was what we preferred. Um, my friends and I would like to get together in a, in a dorm room and we would smoke and we would talk, you know, we would listen to, you know, Tina Marie and Rick James, you know, we'd listen to music. And, and I think that the experience of cannabis, you know, and that time of just getting to know people and having, you know, what we thought at the time was deep intellectual conversation, cannabis just worked as we weren't really the, uh, you know, get drunk and party crowd. So I guess I've always been a part of the cannabis community. Mm -hmm. And then in 2009, after Barack Obama was elected and the Cole memo came out, we actually got involved in, in the, as a career in cannabis to be more outspoken about social justice because you know, 800,000 people a year being arrested was a problem. And the fact that they were black or brown was a problem. And so we wanted to talk about cannabis and the best way to talk about something and the best way to enact change is to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what got us started. That's amazing. Um, And because of your amazing work, you won the Lifetime Achievement Award at last year's (laughs) Cannabis Business Awards. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Tell us a little bit. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, what an honor that was, right? You know, um, it's funny. Once again, you know, this is all kind of crazy, right? That all of a sudden there's a lifetime achievement awarding cannabis. I I mean, it's it's fantastic and and amazing all at the same time, right? It's uh, well deserved. Well, well, thank you. Um, I don't know, you know, what to think about it. Like I said, it's it's an amazing honor. Mm but I feel like we've just begun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, um, we've just started. I mean, we're at the tip of the iceberg, you know, Canada just legalized, which for all practical purposes is the, you know, the first nation on the planet to actually legalize cannabis a hundred percent. I mean, Uruguay did a few years back, but theirs is more of a state sponsored program Mm -hmm. than it is a, you know, a free market enterprise. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so we finally had the first, you know, municipality country legalize, uh, hopefully America follows suit very soon. Mm -hmm. Um, the Caribbean is waiting for change. Uh, we still are arresting people for the use of cannabis or for simple possession. I'm sure that there was a kid in Alabama that got arrested last night for selling a dime bag somewhere. Right. So it's funny that we're talking about lifetime achievement when we've actually just begun, but nonetheless, (laughs) yeah, well, well, and honored, you know, well, a little bit, but, but honored, you know, and I'm glad that, um, you know, it's always an honor when, you know, your peers, you know, recognize you for something that you've done in the cannabis space. Absolutely. Um, but I look forward to, to seeing 
you know, this happened in 40 years. That's awesome. I mean, I didn't mean that it was premature that you won the award. It just feels premature as, as an industry, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's still so young. No, absolutely. No, absolutely, you know, and it's uh like I said, it's it's fantastic and strange all at the same time. It feels like cannabis is moving at such a fast rate to catch up to the last 100 years where we've been demonized, mm-hmm. you know, um and cannabis is not new to anybody. Right. It's just that the quote unquote business is new, right? Yeah, and it feels weird even saying that it's new because it's been around for centuries, if not longer. Yeah. And it's, you know, been used for that much. But yeah, anyway, so we won't go down that road. But Cleopatra <laughs> um, <laughs> likes cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you were the first um, black bit dispensary owner in the United States, right? You and your husband? And we were the first legally licensed dispensary okay, owners in the okay. United States. Uh, what yep. was the most difficult part of opening a dispensary? I'm not sure there's so much to choose from, but what was what's yeah. it's, <laughs> what was the most difficult part? Let's see. Figuring it all out. I mean, in 2009, there was no path to legality, right? right? I mean, we had to make it up as we went. It makes me laugh now when I think about it that all the dispensaries in Colorado at the time were licensed as wellness centers or yoga studios or, I mean, you know, you had to come up with some kind of creative box to check, mm-hmm. you know, on the city application because, you know, dispensary was not on there, right? I mean, it was crazy. Um I think that the most difficult part then, though, wasn't the amount of money that you need now to open a dispensary, but it was about the fact that people were still going to jail. Yeah, It was the fact that, you know, we were actually raided. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a phone call from the sheriff's department saying, let me tell you what we just did. Um, we had to make phone calls to congressmen and U.S. senators and, you know, lawyers because we didn't know if we were going to jail, mm-hmm. you know, or or leaving the country, wow. one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was really that kind of a thing then, you know. It was you were taking your life in your own hands. You were taking your freedom in your own hands. And then add to the fact that you were black mm-hmm. and they'd already proven that they were, you know, a, a huge willingness to put black and brown people in jail. Mm-hmm. You were taking your, your, your freedom for granted. So that was the hardest thing back then, you know, and that, that feeling of never knowing when you walk into work, who was coming through that door and why. Wow, That's terrifying. Yeah, it really was. Um, so speaking of the dispensary, how does Simply Pure stand apart from other dispensaries, in your opinion? Oh, it's my little happy place in the world. It yeah. really is. <laughs> um, what we pride ourselves on in Simply Pure, and you know, it's funny because when I think about what brought us to this stage, it's like everything I've ever done in my life mm-hmm. um, embodies itself in Simply Pure that Scott and I have done. You know, we've run restaurants and and customer service, but I think the biggest part of Simply Pure that the best way that I can describe it is if your grandmother, your mother feel comfortable in Simply Pure, and if your 24-year-old son thinks it's a hit place, mm-hmm. then we've succeeded. Yeah. And I want Simply Pure to be an amazing, comfortable experience. It's why we say it's a Colorado cannabis experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you come in, there are beautiful products. Um, our budologist, as we call them and have trademarked their name, mm-hmm. they go through hours and hours of I training. I love that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, they have to take tests. You know, nobody in there will tell you, you know, dude, this will get you really messed up. Right. You, you know, we, we're interested in what do you want to feel? Are you here for a bachelorette party and you're going up in the mountains? Um, are you coming through chemotherapy? Are you having a hard time sleeping? Um, is this something to help you relax after long days of work? Uh, or, you know, are you and your best buddies all going to the Rockies game? Right. You know, what is it that you want to feel and let us help you get there? That's awesome. And just from the pictures alone, I can tell, I mean, I'm not local, so I can't check it out, but maybe someday Gotta when I come, come to visit, I, I, it's beautiful. Gotta come. The pictures. Yeah. Oh, I'm planning. It's just a happy place. So (laughs) yeah, I'll be coming in. (laughs) Come on. I mean, it just really is. It's a happy place. And it was really funny. I was in there a couple of days ago and, um, there was, for whatever reason, it was like three different dogs in there or three owners with their dogs. And, we have little, you know, the dogs at little doggy treats that they come in. Aww. But it's funny because one of the people said they go, they can't pass the dispensary because the dog pulls them in now on their walk, you know. So I'm like, that's our, that's our new marketing thing. Right? You know, we get the dogs excited that pull their customers that pull their owners yep. in. So that's, awesome. that's what that's our secret weapon. And give your, the dogs give the dog CBD while you're at it. Make it a whole family <laughs> approach, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, we have a lot of customers that come in that ask about, you know, how CBD works with their animals. Mm-hmm. And of course, we cover you know, we cut, we, uh, carry a, a number of, um, uh, pet specific trip, mm-hmm. uh, treats or not treats, but treatments for, for animals, mm-hmm. uh, that definitely help people during, you know, 4th of July when their dogs are afraid or dogs are having anxiety. So yeah, it really is, it, you know, man, we, we've got something for everybody. Yeah, totally. And, and we just did an episode about pets and cannabis. So definitely check that out if anyone's listening, because there's a lot of ways that you can treat your animals. Um, so, and go into simply pure and get the products to do so. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Shameless, shameless, shameless plug. Right? Uh, so do you have any advice for women of color entering this industry as professionals? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, well, I was gonna say it's twofold, it's probably 30 fold. But mm-hmm. uh, on the on the on the highest level that I could think of, what I would really love to see is a fund of women. Um, women of color would be, you know, amazingly excellent, but women, because so many times in this industry, you know, women owned businesses or women owned auxiliary businesses, we have to sit across from the head, you know, from the 25 year old hedge fund guy, which is fine. I'm not knocking that. Don't get me wrong, but it would be just a beautiful feeling one day to sit across the table from, you know, a businesswoman or three businesswomen or 10, you know, a fund of 10 businesswomen that are saying we want to invest in women owned businesses and we want to invest in something more than just the bottom line. Don't get me wrong. I get business. The bottom line is hugely important. I get it. But you know what? There's got to be something better than the bottom line. Right. You know, you can be a corporation like Enron or you can be a corporation like, you know, Whole Foods Market where your employees matter, where your team matters, where quality matters, where products matter. Um, and I would love to be able to see that you know, women focused money in the industry. So if I have any advice for women that are listening, can we get some really wealthy women to get together and, and do a fund? That would be amazing yeah, for us, absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Where are you? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies, where are you? Um, where are those, you know, magical fairies out right. there? But the other thing that I think that you look at for just women that want to get involved, so many people want to own a dispensary, a grow facility, you know, an edible company. Um, And I would love to see more of that, you know, um, funding is hard now, you know, pulling together the teams and the expertise to do a dispensary is difficult. I mean, 
you know, the amount of money needed is in the tens of millions of dollars, you know, to be able to make that happen. I'm not discouraging women. If we've got the ability to pull together that team and we've got that network, by all means, jump in this industry and jump in with both feet, trying to own dispensaries and grow facilities and edible companies. Mm-hmm. But the more, um, the more realistic way of getting in this industry is bloom where you are planted. If you are a web designer, guess what this industry needs? We need web designers. We have um, people now that specialize in the design of dispensaries. So if you're an interior designer, design for dispensaries. If you're a lighting expert, light for dispensaries. If you do graphic work, do graphic work for dispensaries. If you're a journalist or a reporter, write about dispensaries. And then once you get your foot in the door, you'll start to meet the people you need to build your team if you want to own a dispensary or an edible company or or a grow facility. But bloom where you're planted. Get involved because this industry needs everything that every other industry needs. Everything. Supplies, packaging, all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. Uh, what is your favorite part of being in the cannabis space? Cannabis. <laughs> You're like the first person that actually said that. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Yeah, that's go. easy. Love cannabis. It. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, no, it is. It's my favorite thing about it. And I get to I get to use cannabis in ways that I, I mean, y'all are going to get jealous, but I get to use cannabis in ways that most people don't. I get to try all the new things that come out. I get to, you know, taste all of the amazing edibles that are out there. Some of them I love and love and love and love, and some of them I'm not so fond of, but I get to try yeah. them all, right? Um, I get to be the first person that, you know... Um, one of my little knuckles started hurting the other day. And I was like, why does my knuckle hurt? You know, and it's hurting. And I was at the store and I was talking to my GM and I'm like, my knuckle hurts. I don't know why it hurts. It's like, Hey, try some of this Nordic goddess. It just came in, you know, rub some Nordic goddess on my knuckle. My knuckle doesn't hurt. I mean, it's the most amazing thing just to be in and around and bathed in cannabis. I mean, literally bathed in it, you you know, uh, uh, Whoopi and Maya gave me a bath bomb the other day with cannabis in it, you know? So I, I mean, yeah, I just, man, I'm the luckiest person on the planet because I just get to be around it in ways that people only imagine. Yeah, and that's awesome to have that kind of excitement about it. And, and I, that's why I love this space too, because it's like so many possibilities and to try it all is so awesome too, to see how people are putting themselves yeah. into this product, you know? Yeah, uh, literally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you have anything specific to promote or um, any calls to action? So let me go back. I, I'm not, I want to go back to the, the other part of my favorite part of being okay. in the cannabis space. Sure. I mean, once we get past the cannabis thing, which is, like I said, amazing that it's everywhere. My second best part about being in the cannabis space is we're changing lives. Mm-hmm. You know, in Colorado alone, we have dropped the arrest, weight, arrest rate for simple possession by 97%. You know, um, hopefully one day that's 100 percent. But I guess people even still get arrested for drinking, you know, wow. you know, beer publicly. But but I mean, that's the other thing. We're changing people's lives. We're helping people with MS. You know, I mean, it's we're stopping babies with epilepsy. We're we're doing all these amazing things. Right. I mean, um, and and it's definitely the the I'm sorry about the baby, especially the business of cannabis, which is fascinating. Um but more importantly, it's it's the people and it's the plant. Mm-hmm. 
that's what I love about being in this cannabis space. That's my favorite part. Yeah, absolutely. I love to see how it can change people's minds too. That's I yeah, think, really cool. It, and it does. It changes happen. lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it changes lives, you know, and it's, I mean, it's fascinating. You watch people get off of opioid addiction by using cannabis, you know, you watch alcoholics start to wean themselves off of alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anything coming up at Simply Pure? Like, do you have any classes or sh- any th- events or anything like that that you want to talk about? So what I'm loving right now that we are doing is, and we do so many great things at Simply Pure, but we do do, we do do, <laughs> we do ladies night on Tuesday nights, awesome. um, which is this amazing opportunity for women to bring in women. So I always say, bring in your grandmother, mm-hmm. bring in your mom, because we talk about things like cannabis and menopause mm-hmm. or cannabis, like I said, in joint pain or, you know, um, Whoopi and Maya are there quite a bit. Um, not the actual Whoopi and Maya, but the company Whoopi and Maya right. uh, are there quite a bit to talk about menstrual issues. We have, you know, Foria that comes in and talks about their um, infused, you know, sexual lubricant that's made especially for women. So ladies night is this amazing time just to come in and ask questions. We're not trying to sell you anything, um, but we just want you to come in and ask questions, bring your, you know, bring your girl squad in and, and feel comfortable with each other. And we have our, you know, our biologists that, you know, are, ready to sit there and actually just talk about, you know, how does, how can cannabis be a part of your life and how can it help you? Because we've gone so much further than, you know, getting high in a dorm room. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do that too, but Great. we've gone so much further Great. than that. Absolutely. And what is that? You said Tuesday? It's ladies night. And every Tuesday starting at five o'clock, we have ladies night. That's awesome. I love that. Um, it, it's so incredible. I, I hope that everybody takes advantage of that. So, um, Come on down. and is there anything else? Bring your grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and anything else you would like to promote before we go? Um, no, I just check out, you know, here and check out peace, 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 love and cannabis, yeah, right? Check out you on Twitter too, because I think that's a good thing for people to do. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Hang out with on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. We try to post a lot of fun stuff up there and, and the dispensary always puts up, you know, different, you know, bargains throughout the day and just different things. Awesome. You know, we are a business. But... Right. <laughs> um, I can't thank you enough, Wanda, for giving me your time today. I'm just such a huge fan and I would love to have you back on anytime for any reason. Oh, you guys are, <laughs> you guys are awesome. And I'm, I'm loving what's happening in the podcast world. So this is a lot of fun for me. So thank you so much for thinking about me. I appreciate that. Thank you. Our next guest is Rocky Bowles. Raquel Bowles, a.k.a. Rocky, is an established data-driven leader and sought-after consultant for omni-channel marketing, business, and execution strategies, as well as product development. She develops integrated demand generation campaigns that leverage digital, email, direct, and events to shorten the sales cycle and derive revenue. She has helped companies generate over $54 million in investment. Rocky owns Resonate Marketing, a business solution service that focuses exclusively on the cannabis industry. From marketing expertise to channel strategy, sales and support to brand ambassadorship, Resonate Marketing wants to help guide your legal cannabis business with cost-effective go-to-market strategies that are smart, legal, and in the moment. So Rocky, what inspired the creation of Resonate Marketing? And did I pronounce that correctly? Resonate? Yes. So it is a little play on words. Instead of spelling it with the O, I went with resin. So everybody would know exactly 
what I'm doing, right? There's no mm-hmm. surprise there. But yes, resonate marketing. So my personal journey to cannabis isn't really complicated. Um, mm-hmm. My career, I've been a long time resource um, to both businesses, large and small. Um, I design and deploy innovative business and marketing and sales strategies. And, you know, whether the company is at a time of launch or if they're during, you know, going through a transitional phase. And what had happened is I had a photographer come up to me and say, hey, I have this cannabis farm that could use your help, could use business help, right? Mm-hmm. So it seemed like a good fit, right? It's a business, small, you know, small business and they need some help. So as I went and met, I met this great cultivation team called Clean Farms. They were, you know, a little small team trying to be big, um, you know, trying to mm-hmm. get to be legitimate. And they're still working through the process. They're a great team. But as they began to explain their business issues to me, um, I could see how my, you know, how my business experience could help. And then as I started to network and talk to more companies in the cannabis industry, the easier I could draw a line between, you know, my previous life, what I was doing there. And, um, you know, how I could connect that into these cannabis companies. So I had been creating programs for a unique distribution channel in my past life, as everyone says, right, before I got into cannabis. So it was like it had the same market mix of both like brand loyal expert consumers and new wide eyed beginners. And there's always, you know, in the industry that I was working, there was always a flood of innovative products and always an undeniable love for creativity at every level of the industry. So I saw all of this. I saw these parallels and I thought, Mm -hmm. I want to help these cannabis business owners reach their market, reach their consumers. And so Resonate was a great way to do that. And I wanted to build a brand um, for myself and for this business that focuses solely on cannabis. So that's why we did the whole, you know, Resonate marketing and um, created a website that just when you land on it, you know exactly the market that we're going for. We just didn't want to confuse anybody. And then as we grow... We want to bring more and more people on that have just a ton of cannabis experience, right? So they've been working in it as well. And, and you know, again, everybody's right. focus would be directly on cannabis. So, yeah, it was connecting with these farms and other businesses and really seeing the mm-hmm. need in the space for not only just marketing help, but um, business consulting, too. Okay, so you, so you do a lot of connecting in, in what you do. And you did just answer this kind of, but um, how does your previous work experience apply to your career that you have now? I mean, you did just really yeah. go into that. but Yeah, but this is, this is interesting because just taking it a little bit deeper is you can almost see the, the market scenario with cannabis, right? So mm-hmm. for me, my past is in the um, photographic industry. So if you mm-hmm. can imagine, you know, like moving through a process of film and, you know, people printing images and photo book albums and to where we are today. Right. I, you know, there's, there's a giant parallel. I feel like I've already lived through where I've seen the rise of small companies into large, how the internet, um, you know, and changes in marketing um, help leverage things for small players to go after, you know, larger players. And then, and then you can see how this business and this industry is going to change as it matures. And, you know, there's, we're going to see a lot of market consolidation. So, you know, like I said, uh, you know, for the majority of the career, my career, I focused on the professional photo industry. And at that, you know, in this space and at its core, it's about marketing consumer goods. So things like photo books, cards, and print, while leveraging professional photographers as a reflection of like a cool and trendy attainable lifestyle. 
right? If you can imagine. And then what remains unique about the photo industry is that so many of its products are sold through these distributors and other channel partners, which means I've spent a lot of years creating innovative and unique strategies that have enabled companies at the top of the distribution food chain sell to an increasingly discerning and demanding audience, especially as competition increases and cost for, you know, cost for good declines as a result. And if you start to listen to my background, you can start to see that that just sounds like the cannabis industry. Does that make sense to you? Like you can see the tie. It's, you know, I've, I've, I've walked through this fire and helped so many companies get through this. So it's exciting to be able to, you know, help all of these companies and know how the industry is going to evolve and be able to be with them throughout each of those processes. So it's been unique being the fact that I've had this photo experience and how the market has uh, played out and then coming into cannabis and seeing that arch going the same way. So being able to bring all those skills into what really is a lot of small mom and pop businesses is very exciting for me. So I do see a lot of parallels between that market and then, you know, creating all the strategies as we go through all these different phases of the industry, um, you know, when it's new and exciting and then, you know, as it gets harder and as that competition comes in and as the price for goods go down and, you know, the rules change and things like that, I've got a very strong handle on how to help businesses transition through all those phases. Uh, what is your favorite part of your work? What I think the favorite part of my work is um, the relationships that I build with my clients. And that's something that everyone that meets me, they always say is very unique is, you know, I get that I'm with you at all the times in your business life when things are serious. And it's usually at the times when stakes are high and money is low. So I know any bad or wrong decisions that we can make are going to have strong ramifications for what we do. So I tend to, um, you know, treat my clients' businesses as their own. And so there's this level of trust that gets built. And I always end up becoming such strong friends with everyone that I work with too, because we've just, you know, we've, business is hard. Um, you know, there's ups and downs with it. And so one of the things, you know, I don't just walk away from you. I don't just go, well, that, you know, that was really tough. Ooh. I mean, we're in it and we discuss it and, you know, what was good about it? What was bad about it? What can we do to change? Like, I'm really in it with you and want to make sure that, um, you know, you're successful because that makes me successful as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And oh, sorry, I'm sorry. One second. Let me just put him just pacifier. <laughs> sorry. <No. laughs> Hold on. Sorry. About that. No, that's okay. I love those noises. I haven't heard those noises in a long time. Oh, you're going to hear him. He's very loud. <laughs> He's like in all the, the interviews lately because he can't, he just he talks, he makes a lot of noise as a baby. He's like, wah, 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 all the time. Um, anyway. You know, what, you know, one thing else I wanted to say about like what, you know, the other piece about um, what I really like about what I do um, is mm-hmm. I, what's really unique about it. And I think you kind of do the same thing too. Like you help people achieve their dreams. So somebody goes into business, like, you know, a photographer goes into business and they love photography and they took photo classes. And a cannabis person, they go into business because let's say they were ill. Most of the people you meet, um, especially people who've been in it for a long time, right? They usually have some kind of illness and they, they've, they've developed medicine and, you know, they've got a product there. But, but they, were, they were just cultivators. They didn't go to business 101 or finance class. 
right? So I love being able to work with people and I pick my clients this way. You know, you've got, they usually have so much positive energy that they put into their businesses because they love it, right? It's something that they have so much passion around. So then to be able to help them grow that and extract revenue that feeds them, their family and their businesses, that, that, that's a great piece for me as well. So there's that trust building. And then there's this also this other piece, you know, where you really do get to help people because like I said, they didn't take those classes and they need help. And then, you know, it's something that I can do, um, you know, for them to grow their businesses, their families and, uh, and all the rest. So that part's very exciting too. Yes, absolutely. I think there's a lot to learn in this industry and it's really great to have like someone from a different angle like that to, to even think about it that way. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting um, because everyone just assumes, oh, you've got to be, you know, a, a stoner. There's all these things that go in with it, you know, coming into the cannabis industry, but there's so many great business people here too. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's so many different walks of life. I don't think there's any other industry like this one where we're just having so many different types of people yeah. join for like <laughs> that's what makes cause. it fun. I love yeah. that. Join together for a common cause. That's great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, in your opinion, how does marketing and cannabis differ from other industries? So I think the difference here, and I would say this is any other industry except like alcohol or tobacco, because they do have a lot of restrictions on what you can say or do from a marketing perspective. But I think what's mm-hmm. different for cannabis marketing is the straddling of this legalization fence, right? So, um, you know, it's very unfair to cannabis businesses that the marketing engines of today, so the Google, the YouTube, Facebook, uh-huh. Insta, they can, in a blink of an eye, take your business away and delete your efforts. Like, they don't do that to me as a marketing person. I, I don't have any fear of that. So as I'm helping clients outside of the cannabis industry grow their Instagram followings to hundreds of thousands of followers, right? I never in the back of my mind ever think, I mean, I, I guess I would think, oh, yeah, somebody could hack that account and take it over and what am I going to do? But that's something we can work on, right? But to think that somebody that I don't right. know can't communicate with can take me off of the some of the only channels, right? That's like terrifying. That's, that's all we have, right? Like we that's any business. And to say to them, yeah. well, don't cross this line or that line went too far. And then you watch other people who um, didn't cross the line and they're gone. So it's it's that kind of thing. It's almost like it's unfair yeah. business practices. Like we should all be able to so arbitrate them. And then I think, you know, that's that's the biggest piece of it is just saying, okay. Um, we want you to market, right? Because the state wants us to market because they want the taxes. And then the federal government wants the taxes too. We know how all this works. But then we have all these companies that get to play these games in between when they actually control the vehicles in which we can talk to our customers. That that part's very unfair. It, It is amazing to me that that can happen and, you know, how they've hurt so many companies. Um, it just, yeah, it just should be wrong as well as the regulations around the packaging. Like it has to be settled. What can be on the packaging, what the serving sizes are, what everybody's supposed to say or not say. Um, I know that that hurt a lot of people July 1st, you know, there weren't, they, they didn't give anybody any more time. Everybody had to be packaged and all of that. And what that, you know, what that caused for some of the dispensaries. I think that's another piece that's unfair or, you know, not quite right in our industry, but what, is very interesting about all of this and, and what makes me excited. I'm like, oh, that, you know, these things are hard and, and, you know, it, it's not fair, 
but in the same way, it allows the right marketing and salespeople to come up with some really awesome, innovative strategies. And then from those new marketing channels, you know, platforms will be born. You know, there, there's going to there's going to become there's going to become innovation out of this, right? And it's going to be good for everyone. And I think a lot of that, um, you know, is going to lead to probably an explosion in blockchain, right? Because that's the next evolution of marketing is is that whole blockchain theory of you give me permission to talk to you in your key and in my key, I give you know I give permission back to send you information versus having to go use Facebook as a key to connect when they can take that away from us. So I think that's going to push marketing people and sales people in our industry to become more and more innovative, which is actually a good thing. And hopefully then we get to tell the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world, they don't get to use our platform. Right? <laughs> it would be nice to say that. How can an entrepreneur in this space benefit from your services? So I've been developing tactics that mix both standard marketing and sales practices that have come from you know my years of experience, but I've also been able to really learn about how the channel marketing channel and cannabis works. So I've been also able to develop some strategies that I'd say are unique to the ever you know evolving cannabis industry. And I remain confident that businesses mm -hmm. who embrace these concepts will have a much greater chance at marketing success than organizations who wing it and rely on you know tried and true and word of mouth, um, you know, which has defined the cannabis mm -hmm. industry. But really, you know, my question to everyone is, right, you've got a pretty package. Now what? Or, you, you know, you've got a concept. Now what? You know, I can really help you put those next steps into place instead of you just searching out something on the Internet, you know, like, how do, you know, what do I do next, right? Marketing 101 or something like that. Um, that's what I do. And, and I'm a live person and I'll meet with you and, you know, all of that. Hold your hand through it. We're going to really do this together. Um, so I think that's what I do that's unique, um, you know, and how I can really help someone is, you know, really work with you. And, is, you know, do you really have a business right now? When you think about it, pot is pot is pot, right? People don't buy it because of the shiny package you're buying for price or a strain or things like that. So, you know, how, how does a marketing person get you from behind the counter to the bud tender talking about you, you know, it's all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so it's being able to really see the market. Yep. People have that yeah. misconception that they sell it, it sells itself, you know, like it's like, oh, it's just well, you know, think about, the, like, I no, hate to say won't. this, but you know what, it's very simple. <laughs> think about toilet paper marketing, how hard that is, right? It's just, it, right? Because it's just toilet, like we just say, well, it's just toilet paper, but everybody needs it. And cannabis kind of has that same thing, right? For medicine, people need it and people want it for fun and all of that as well. But Charmin is angel soft. How are these guys like really making themselves different through that packaging, which is incredibly important. There are some awesome packaging companies out there um, in the cannabis industry, um, you know, that are very helpful, um, you know, but how do they, you know, get that packaging and how do you get that marketing going for um, these types of businesses when, you know, it is something as simple like that, right? Pot is pot is pot. And I hate to say that, but it's true. Rocky, what is your favorite part of your work, would you say? Well, my favorite part of what I do is the relationships I build with my clients. So I'm with clients or with a business at the time that things are most serious. Stakes are high and money is low. So I know bad or wrong decisions we make have strong, you know, very strong ramifications 
So I treat your business really as if it's my own. So from there, there's a level of trust that gets built that ends up to lead to really like lifelong friendships. I can't lie. Like we do all tend to become friends. And another mm-hmm. aspect I love is, you know, I get the ability to help people achieve their dreams. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, business owners go into business because, you know, like in my past, they like photography or in, you know, my future, um, I'm meeting a lot of people who were sick and they found an amazing strain of cannabis that they're going to grow and market. But, you know, one of the things that these people didn't do is they didn't take business 101 or finance class. So I love being able mm-hmm. to take that positive energy that they put into their products and then helping them extract revenue that feeds them, their families and their businesses. And then, you know, ultimately the same for me. And then ultimately the same for our industry as a whole. You get lifted, I get lifted, the packaging people get lifted, all of that as well. So that's the other piece of like. So, you know, I get to mm-hmm. build these great relationships with people. And, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm at the times when you, you know, things are really hard. So we, you, you have to trust me. And then to be able to, you know, help you achieve right. your goals because you know people get stuck like I said you know people go into these things for all kinds of reasons and they're not necessarily business people so I can kind of tap into that and then help them and walk that path with them it's exciting so being a cheerleader is yeah that's, that's awesome. what I really like that's really awesome I like that I haven't I think that's a, an answer I haven't heard yet being a cheerleader is that's so <laughs> cool I love that I really do it's so it's such a an important part of what we're all doing. We need, we need cheerleaders. We need people we can trust. I mean, especially in this industry. So well, and it, it awesome. Helps all rise, right. So if, you know, like I said, if I'm making money, you're making money and you know, the growers are making money and it just all works. And I've seen that, you know, with those parallels with the other industries that I've been in and, and it's awesome. It's a great feeling. We all feel good about what we're doing. Right. Right. When there's that synergy and everyone's working together so well, that's, there's nothing better than that. I don't think well in working, you know, in the work world. <laughs> um, so how can an entrepreneur in this space benefit from your services? You just touched on it a little bit, but if you want so to go into it a little You know, more. one of the things like in the past year and, or and a half, I've been able to develop tactics that mix both standard marketing and sales best practices. So taking things, you know, that have worked in outside industries, but also creating strategies that are unique to this ever-evolving cannabis industry. And so what I see is if entrepreneurs, um, you know, if if they embrace these types of concepts, they're going to have a much greater chance at marketing success than organizations who kind of wing it or, you know, rely on that, you know, tried and true word of mouth method that has kind of defined the cannabis industry so far. You know, so it's kind of like, you know, you have pretty packaging. So now what? And I think that's the thing that I can do for, for businesses is really kind of help them, you know, do you have a business? And, and what are these paths that we have to take? And how do we get to those channels? And how can I help you actually take what you've got and, and make revenue from it? Because you end up with a stopping point. You've got a package, but what do you do? How do you get it into a dispenser? How do you get it into a consumer's hands? And I think, you know, I can certainly help and resonate marketing can help you and those other businesses determine those steps, you know, and how to make it right and how to generate revenue. Do you have a specific call to action or anything to promote? You know, I would love um, to give anyone the opportunity to have like a 30-minute consultation with me that's listening. You know, if you've got a business concept or you've got a specific problem, 
they can reach out to me at rocky at resonatemarketing.com. And that resonate, remember, is kind of a play on words. So it's R-E-S-I-N-A-T-E. Um, if they reach out to me, um, you know, I would love to, you know, if they take advantage of it and say they were coming from the podcast, I'd you know, love to spend a half hour just talk about your business and a problem that you might have. And, you know, maybe there's something that I can help you with. So I'd love to do that. And it, and, yeah, and it gives me a great opportunity to meet more people. And so, yeah, I'm doing that offer, right? Just extending some help. That's awesome. And we'll definitely promote that on our social media as well. Um, thank you so much, Rocky. And and uh, really appreciate you sharing your information your knowledge today and just like giving us another viewpoint. Thanks for listening to your highness podcast. If you would like to be featured in a future episode or would like to inquire about possible sponsorship, email your highness podcast at gmail.com. That's your highness podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at highness podcast. That's at highness podcast. Thanks again.